0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Tape Measure Takes. Back for episode fifty-six, as always, this is your host Ryry. Ry, once again, joined by Chris, aka Schwabzi. Hi, friends. Um, we got another week of baseball action, another outbreak, a bunch of other things that happened.
1: So much has happened,
0: specifically around one team that one of us supports much to probably the detriment of his physical and mental health.
1: Oh, I didn't realize we were talking about that. It would have been a much less enthusiastic response. If I would realized we were talking about the Mets, <laughs> I, L- I lot- so let me read, let me redo that. Lots has happened to the Mets. Yep. Well, a lot has happened.
0: And we're not even going to talk about the Jared clinic trade this week. There's my one per show.
1: Um, no. at least Justin Dunn sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that that's true. Um, so we're going to get into it with probably the biggest news that broke since last week, which was there was an outbreak on the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. So now that we've had two teams with outbreaks, um, it, it kind of has a domino effect, and it has impacted a lot of teams' schedules. Yes. So we've now, we've now had, what is it, six teams missed games? Seven? Um, eight. It, so it's the Marlins. Eight. So Marlins, uh, Phillies, uh, what? Cardinals, Yankees, Orioles, Nationals, Tigers, and I'm I think I might be forgetting to one the more cards Cubs. To to play. It, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So, yeah, but on the Cardinals. It, but like the good, I think I think I want to start with the good news here, which is if you can call it good news in the situation, both of these situations were caused by breaks in player protocol.
1: Right, and uh, I don't know if we're ever going to know the true story of what happened. Because uh, it's in the league's best interest if it remains a little bit foggy.
0: Oh, they threw the Cardinals under the bus. They're MLB, they're like, yeah, we have video, we have security footage of them in a casino.
1: That one's undeniable. But yeah. in any case, in any case where there's no concrete evidence, mm-hmm. I think they're going to downplay it as much as, as they can. Yeah,
0: obviously, I and I, I think that's as much as I hate Manfred and what they're doing by doing that. I also think it's the right call because if they can't control the players, there's really no point in continuing the season.
1: Right. Uh, we we had the uh, we had the message from Dad about a week ago where they were like, if you guys don't cut it out, like we're gonna we're, uh, we'll turn uh, this car uh, around.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the cards got hit hard with the players they lost, though.
1: Yeah. So they had fewer people test positive than the Marlins, but it, I'd say it was more impactful players. Yes,
0: I agree.
1: Uh, just because uh, they lost Dijon, who is probably like, if you take like defense and hitting into consideration, he's probably their best all-around player. Uh, just yeah. he's a pre he's a premium defender at shortstop, and that that counts for a lot. He's a little bit streaky with the bat, but he's he's a really important part to that team. And they lost Molina, who is the heart and soul of that team. And it's two really impactful players. Whereas on the Marlins, they lost some. You know, they lost Stanick, Alcantara, uh, Caleb Smith, and Miguel Rojas, who are all relevant players, but none of them are like as impactful as those two on the Cardinals. Yeah. So we're now at the point where we've lost enough games where they're kind of in panic mode playing games like like they're just like, oh god, uh we've had we've got cancelled games from these four teams. Let's just have this team play oh, this team instead.
0: And let's make it worse, we had eight games rained out over the weekend yeah, too.
1: Yep. We have a hurricane moving up the coast, which has uh, caused a lot of storms. That only on
0: cancelled two games. We had, yeah, we but had I, three three Cubs Reds games rained out. hmm Which is just insane. And of course, that compounds things if you know you're going to miss games because of the team's testing having a pos- player test positive. So
1: right, we had <laughs> we had some games that were canceled as it was like, oh, we have a positive test, let's cancel it preemptively. And then yeah. we had some we had some games that were canceled as we basically just waited for results. You
0: know, after after they made the Nats play seven games without Juan Soto.
1: Yeah, but now the uh, now the Nationals have even missed games, which uh, they're they're back on now.
0: Mm-hmm. They missed four four games this weekend. Um,
1: yeah, so we're in this situation where games are getting canceled. We've already packed in as many games as possible into you know a two month stretch. So when you're already packed and you lose games, you have to make them up somehow. So now they're going to be doing double headers
0: minor league double headers
1: right seven inning double headers i've got to say out of all of the rule changes that have stemmed from this uh pandemic this is the one that i like the least i yeah, 110%. feel like in
0: 10
1: the dh fine you know i i the dh is fine because it was already in half the league just bring it to the rest it doesn't yeah, really you know yeah. I, that that doesn't bother me the runner on second base don't love it but i get it because no one wants an 18 inning game right now. Okay,
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I would, I did not like the rule change with the runner on second. I thought I would hate it. And I watched four games with it, including the Nats game, with the runner starting on second base. And I love it. Can it stay? Yeah. Like, right. I, I, seriously.
1: Hot take here. NL player NL NL fans didn't want the DH because they thought that uh having pitchers hit brought more strategy into the game. Yeah. This brings more strategy into the game than that did. It does. It does. I Do you-
0: I saw I saw a modification of the rule that I absolutely loved which was player the team should be able to pick where the runner starts in extra innings. So it's if they start on first it's no outs, if they start on second it's one out and if you can have them start on third and you have two outs already in the <laughs> inning just to make this even more ridiculous and strategic. And it's like um I actually kind of love that better.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. Um I I like the way it is now. I do like how it is that. now though. Yeah. Just because it's it's still an it's an even playing field like this, you yeah. know. Every, everyone everyone is put in the same situation. I can see I I can see like maybe sacrificing the out if you know you have a like if you have Jeff McNeil coming to the plate and you know he's gonna get contact if he's gonna get a piece of the ball maybe you put someone on third. Maybe. Yeah, or
0: but, or like you Trey Turner was the the last guy from batter in the inning for the Nats. Okay, you're gonna start him on first because he just can take second. It it, it But I I. That was the one I had the biggest problem with. I have the biggest problem with overall, but it's actually the one I like the best. Back on the double headers thing, I think it's a necessity because of the season.
1: Right. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it.
0: My problem is this is a commissioner who has talked at length multiple times about shortening games to seven innings going forward. And I can knock it out of my back of my head that he is testing the waters on this, and that's the problem that bothers me. That's that's the part that bothers me.
1: So I don't think that's ever going to happen. I just I, I think all the rule changes that have happened right now, like the players have accepted it begrudgingly because of the times. Like we they they all see what's going on, they understand yeah. the necessity of it. I don't think a permanent. A permanent shortening of the games is ever going to happen because every inning that to the you records remove, books? right, the records books for one thing, the jobs lost for another thing. Every you know, if you shorten the innings, you don't need rosters to be as big. Yeah, you know, that's how many how many relievers lose jobs because of that? How many bench players lose jobs because of that?
0: That's very uh, true.
1: I, I don't think that's something that the players union would ever see, agree to. You'd see six man oh, starting rotations. Could be, yeah. That would be
0: the only that would be the only upside of that. Um
1: So we we just saw Trevor Bauer throw a seven inning complete game.
0: Yep. It's a mi- it's a minor league complete game. They do this all the time in the minors, so I was not surprised when they adopted it for this, this short season.
1: So an, an interesting little nugget is If someone throws a no-hitter oh, no hitter in one of those seven inning games, it doesn't it's count. not a no hitter. It, it doesn't count, does it?
0: Oh, man.
1: It gets. So it gets. It's basically it, a, a no hitter with an asterisk. It like, has to they, be eight innings, right? Nine innings. Well, cause I, I guess you could throw a no hitter and lose. Yeah. I don't think you technically have to win a no hitter. I'm not yeah. sure. I, I, I know uh, there
0: is at least one no hitter where the pitcher lost.
1: Yeah. So they. They get notated as like a, a notable achievement. And like the it still goes into the record books, but not technically as a no-hitter or a perfect game.
0: That's the kind of thing that agents love and teams hate, especially when they go into like arbitration, because it'd be like, Yeah, but it wasn't a no-hitter. Yeah, but it was.
1: Yeah. Your your client your client is not good enough to make it nine innings and a no-hitter. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure that player's going to love to hear their GM say that. Um, <laughs> so the other kind of good news that happened this week is the Marlins are back playing. Bad news for the NL East, they're 2-0 against the Orioles.
1: Yeah, the surprising Orioles. Well, well So the Marlins and the Orioles have both overperformed so far. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, get to that we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah.
0: But my problem is, is like, obviously they're 2-0 against the Orioles now, and so they are competitive, but in the long run, until they get these guys back, they lost to COVID, is it competitive? They picked up a bunch of journeymen off the waiver wire and brought a bunch of no, not even any top prospects up to fill these gaps.
1: So I would argue that in this specific case, it could have wound up being a non-competitive team. But luckily, because of who got uh, sidelined... I, I think the Marlins are still going to be just as competitive as they were beforehand just because of how their team is constructed, who yeah. they have in the minor leagues. Uh, like they lost mostly pitchers. They, they basically lost pitchers and Miguel Rojas as far as like everyday contributors. They lost uh, Ryan Stanek, Sandy Alcantara, Caleb Smith, Miguel Rojas. Those are those are the guys that I've arbitrarily deemed relevant uh, that on their uh, COVID list. Yeah, uh, Ro- Rojas actually when he went down was leading the majors in war, which literally no one saw coming. But so they've lost two starters and uh, a reliever and all like they, they brought up uh, Jordan Yamamoto, who was, you know, a perfectly capable contributor to the rotation last year. They've got they didn't bring these guys up, but in the minors they have Sixto Sanchez. They have Edward Cabrera. They have so many arms just sitting in the minors. Perfectly capable of contributing to that team, you know, contributing to a major league bullpen or rotation. Uh, They did trade for a couple of relevant relievers. They traded for Richard Blyer from the Orioles, who has been a capable reliever for years. Yeah. Um, I I think if the people who caught the virus were different, uh, I think it could have wound up being worse from a competitive standpoint. Like if like VR
0: or Dickerson went down, I think like it would be dramatically worse for that team.
1: Yeah, it's like, what, like like 12 players got it? Something like that?
0: I think there were 16 players.
1: 16? So 16 players caught it, and only four of them are actual, like, contributors? Yeah. Like, that's lucky for, for them from a competitive bullet. standpoint.
0: They dodged a bullet.
1: Um, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, you know, it's great that these 12 scrubs got it. No, it's bad that people got it. I'm just saying yeah. purely from a competitive standpoint. Yeah,
0: but this is... This is... I forgot who said it on t- on my Twitter feed, but it's like this is how the season ends. Like three weeks from now, if there's two more outbreaks and you have seven or eight teams that have called up most of their 30 man taxi squad, and you realize it's a bunch of no names playing a bunch of no names, that's the end of the season. Yeah, like, I, that's I mean, that's the tipping point.
1: It's been said by a, a lot of people at this point. Like, what if this was the Yankees? I, I think this the goes down a lot over. differently.
0: The season's over. If it was the the Dodgers or the Yankees, season's over.
1: I don't know if the season's over necessarily, but I do think the conversation becomes much different.
0: Well, okay, let's be real for a second about the situation. They're only doing this for television money because they have to meet contractual obligations to get their TV money, which is how a lot of revenue in baseball is driven. To that end, they are doing the absolute best to try to get and keep the teams they need to draw television revenue in the postseason. Why do you think they expanded the postseason? Because there's bubble teams like the Cubs that have the huge Chicago market, and if the White Sox make it too, that's even bigger. But really, all they're hoping for right now is one of the LA teams makes it, and the Yankees make it. Because that way they can get more television revenue for the World Series at the end of this. If you can even call it a World Series. And so, I think, yeah, if it was the Yankees or the Dodgers this would be a completely different conversation because that dream that they need to make the season a success is over.
1: Yeah. Well, on a larger uh you know, zooming out a little bit, uh, looking at the whole league, we are moving now from thirty man rosters to tomorrow it will be down to twenty eight man rosters. And it
0: will stay there.
1: For the for the rest of the year, yeah. Yes. I think um, originally they were gonna go down from twenty eight, but they've now Said where they're going to stay at twenty eight.
0: So what the original plan was, it was going to get to twenty eight, and instead of and it was also going to stay at three taxi squad players, which are essentially three players that aren't eligible but can travel with the team. So and then when it went down to twenty six, the was going to go up to five man taxi squads. So they kind of combined both of them. And so it's going to stay at 28-man rosters, but they're also raising the taxi squads up from 3 to 5 at this phase as well.
1: Right. So they are – it's it's slightly encouraging and discouraging at the same time. Uh, it's discouraging in the sense that, oh, God, they're preparing for the worst because yeah. the worst might happen, but it's encouraging because, oh, my God, they're actually showing a little bit of foresight.
0: Oh, my God, they're also actually talking and negotiating good faith with each other crazy it's nuts um i i think i i think i i I put in the notes the best this is a practical a practical solution for what is going to happen but at the same time the fact that you have to have this practical solution like god just hang it up
1: already uh i i i kind of hate how like i the the feelings that all of this has caused like i feel so selfish yeah thinking like like, I want baseball. I don't want it to go away. I don't want them to hang it up, even if that might be the smart thing. My my lizard brain is just like, no, give me sports. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't want them to cancel it. But uh, it probably 100%. is the smart thing. It, it's probably the smart thing to do. But uh, just because of the way that the whole monolith is uh, is organized, like with the, the contracts of the service time and, and you know the union versus the league, I just don't think there was ever a realistic chance of them hanging it up. They were always going to do their best in their ways to uh, to get this going.
0: I there I still don't think there's any way in heck we finish this season. I just I I mean just can't the, see the, it.
1: the 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 optimist take is that now that we've seen the uh the havoc that you know going to the casino causes that uh in hopefully the other teams won't do it. Like we've heard stories of the other side of this where the yeah. Cubs have said the Cubs have said like we're so amazed at how well we've handled this. Like, you know, the team, the, like, everyone everyone is adhering to the rules and everyone is staying safe. And uh, I, you you hope that more teams, uh, you know, land on that side of things than the Cardinals they're and the Marlins asking side first of things.
0: Base, They're asking first base, base coaches of the teams they play to have, player, to have players' masks ready at first base to help protect Rizzo, too. Like... yeah the Cubs have absolutely probably done one of the best bang up jobs of it. Rizzo's keeping hand sanitizer in his pocket at first base. Like they are absolutely probably one of the teams handling this the best.
1: Which is great. And I mean, uh, I'm actually not surprised. Knowing one knowing who their ownership is like health is a market inefficiency right now. Yeah. Like they, I'm sure they're well aware that whoever stays the healthiest is at an advantage.
0: Uh-huh. 110 percent
1: so, so I'm, I'm i'm very not surprised that the cubs are one of the uh, the teams at the forefront of uh you know staying safe
0: that's also true that is also true uh market inefficiency is also calling your prospects up too
1: yes uh, and we've had a lot of those
0: we had we had four we had four big ones and one we kind of talked about last week um let's we'll start with one we talked about last week which was uh nate uh pearson for the blue jays um who was only through, really good who was only through three innings but through two more looked really really good that 99 to 101 definitely plays up because it has movement on it which is scary
1: well so in his first start against the nationals like his velo was actually not as advertised like he wasn't he was throwing more like you know mid 90s mid to high than actual high 90s yeah and it was it was mildly concerning uh, the slider is better than I expected it to be, but and he, oh, yeah. you know, he gave the Nash- he gave the Nationals fits. It's uh, like it,
0: you you can either sit on the fastball or you can sit on the slider. You ain't gonna get to you ain't falling off both of them. And that's yeah, terrifying like he, when you're a hitter, I imagine. Right.
1: So he's probably been the most impressive starting pitcher that's come up so far. It's it's between him and Brady Singer. Uh, Singer has been good uh, over in Kansas City as well. Yeah. Uh so we also had Adele Joe Adele. Joe came up.
0: Adele. Let's go. Adele season.
1: Yes, so Adele is up. Uh and I I'm actually kind of surprised.
0: Uh give me your best Adele puns on Twitter, by the way.
1: <laughs> Angels fans have been waiting for someone like you all their lives.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I I am not surprised. I am surprised at what Joe Madden said about the move, though. Which, which is? Which is, Goodwin's gonna platoon with Upton. Which makes no sense. Kind of. Well,
1: look, if they brought up Adele to not play, yeah. that would make less sense, I think.
0: That's true. I just think it's clear as... A- Background record in his career show Goodwin's the odd man out there. Yeah, I mean, granted I, I'm Upton pretty ch- struggles against power righties. So
1: both both Upton and Goodwin are right-handed, right? No, Goodwin's a lefty. No, I Go- Goodwin's a lefty. Yeah. Okay, I, I I forgot. You'd think I would know that. So I mean, um, if
0: if they're facing a power righty that can throw high fastballs, which Goodwin feasts off of as a left-hander, I understand that. But saying it's going to be a strict platoon, I I really don't.
1: Well, Upton is the better hitter overall, but Goodwin has been like really good this year. Yeah. I'm I'm su- considering how good Goodwin has been this year, I'm kinda of surprised they made this move. But I'm also happy they made the move because who doesn't want to see their outfield of the future today? <laughs> today. <laughs> So uh, Adele came up, Madrigal came up, Nick I was Madrigal shocked on the White Sox.
0: At- I was shocked, but not shocked at that. When Anderson went down, I was like, are they going to call him up? And then they did, and it's like, yeah.
1: So I feel like Madrigal's particular skill set, which is just not missing the ball ever. Just slap
0: hitting uh, it everywhere.
1: Yeah. His first game, he went four for five with four slap dick singles. So I
0: thought he had a double he was
1: I don't think I think it was four singles, but uh, it was exactly as advertised, basically.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, okay.
1: And now he uh, now he has a separated shoulder and he's out for like uh, three weeks or so, which is kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I I think what happened is he had one hit that was like 112 exit velo and his little body couldn't handle it, so now now he's on the exit now and now he's on the injured list.
0: That sounds scarily accurate. That sounds scarily accurate to what really happened. Uh, the next one you put on, which is Dalton Varsho.
1: Dalton Varshow. So this one is relevant for fantasy players. So if you if you're a fantasy baseball player and if you're into prospects at all, I'm willing to bet you've heard of Dalton Varsho. He is a catcher on Arizona, but he is a okay, catcher. Okay, that's who I thought sl- it
0: was. Okay.
1: Yeah, catcher slash outfielder, and he is fast for a catcher. He's got a really interesting skill set for fantasy players because he's fast, high OBP, has some pop in his bat. So And it's, eligible catcher. Right. So he's possibly the rare five tool contributor from the catcher slot, which would be you know, if he gets the playing time, which he might because of his versatility, you know, that that's something to uh to look at.
0: 110%. Sounds good. Um and of course the last one that actually happened last night was Luis Patino up for the Padres. Yes. No, like... let's let's
1: not we're we're gonna nip this we're gonna nip this pronunciation in the bud right away. He he has the N Y. It is Patino, not Patino. like Acuna. Patino. Yeah. So he came up. Uh, I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm doing mid pod research. I'm looking to see if he pitched yesterday. But yeah, I he came up.
0: Think he did. He's, yeah. I
1: I think they said that he was going to be out of the bullpen. Uh, I'm I'm like sixty percent sure.
0: Cool. I'm but, I'm, uh, reading, yes. I'm reading I'm reading their press thing right now on it.
1: Yeah, so Patino is up, and he is one of the many strong arms in the Padres' organization. And the Padres are off to a really good start. Uh, Someone should have predicted that they would make the playoffs. Oh, wait. You did. I did.
0: So they're actually going to use him as a setup guy with Yates out.
1: There you go. That makes sense.
0: So if you need holds, might be worth it in fantasy, too.
1: Yeah, so he hasn't pitched yet, but just wait when he does he has got some electric stuff he was uh if, if it wasn't for Mackenzie gore he'd be the top pro- uh pitching prospect in that organization That's
0: also true um
1: yeah so actually this i think this starts the clock because Patino was the last guy that they were going to promote before gore like gore is next
0: yeah i th- yeah i i hope i hope he gets time this year if they're close Same. they definitely should um speaking of um prospects that probably should get called up because they clearly ready Lux, Gavin Lux yeah yep. Dodgers aren't going to bring him up this year apparently yeah.
1: there was a quote from an executive they said that he is not going to come up until he has an everyday job and the Dodgers are just so stacked like they don't have a spot for him to play every day so
0: does this mean when- that in the offseason Corey Seager is going to be on the trade block
1: uh, I I don't think I I don't think they would go Lux over Seeger. I I think it's more likely that you see guys like Chris Taylor go away or Kike uh, Hernandez go away.
0: So I would almost be I would almost think because of service time and arbitration figures that they'd want to get rid of Seeger over Kike.
1: Well, the thing about Seeger and um we'll get to him in a little bit is he is hitting the absolute shit at the ball right now. He is. Like he's on fire. He's got more barrels than anybody else in baseball right now. It's like stocks. It's like a stock looked.
0: market: buy low, sell high.
1: Yeah, exactly what you want to
0: do. Yeah, I mean, they there there were talks about trading him like two off seasons ago at his absolute lowest value. I don't know why. If he do, keeps doing this, why they wouldn't, you know, consider dumping him? To be quite frank, not dumping. Yes, him. they'd get a, They'd get a ton of for him, but as of, as of
1: last night, Corey Seager did in fact lead the league in barrels and if you're not familiar with barrels that is the most appealing hit type that a, a, a barrel is when you hit the ball on a line drive launch angle with good exit velocity so it's a it's a those tend to go far and they tend to go for hits and Corey Seager currently leads the league yeah so so on the sad side of transactions we had a lot of injuries in the last week we had we expected we expected this
0: two major ones i don't think anybody was expecting um let's start with the weirder news slash not as weird as i thought which was uh fulton evich getting dfa'd by the braves his velo was down like five miles per hour in that last start
1: it was a little like, like it was a little bit of a weird story like so his exit velo sorry uh his his pitch velocity was way down which was alarming and then people posted pictures comparing him last year to this year and he looks gaunt right now like he looks skinny kind of unhealthy and that of course prompted the internet rumor machine to go into overdrive and people started speculating what was wrong with him and you know prompted his wife, I think to go on
0: yeah. Instagram
1: and be like, look, my husband's not on drugs. You guys. Yeah, uh, and it was just a, it was a weird and sad Frank's situation. Like, ba- weird. Yeah. Like basically she was saying like, dude, he hasn't had access to training facilities in forever. Like that. There's a reason he looks skinny. So yeah. it's a sad situation because Fulton damage was an all-star. Like he was, he's good. Not long ago.
0: Yeah. That's the, that was the nutty part. But like the nuttier part to me is like you don't think like some team that needed like one more starter would have picked him up, stashed him down in the farm, the the thirty man until like uh, late August and called him up, give him like three weeks to get ready or something.
1: Well, it's kind of like last year. Um, oh God, uh, Luis Gohara. He was like a top pitching prospect with the Braves, and he gained some weight. He kind of was all over the place, and they DFA'd him, and no one picked him up. It's kind of, kind of weird that that's happened twice in two years with the Braves.
0: Yeah, I forgot that. That is very odd.
1: Actually, I think I think Gohara wound up with the Angels and then DFA'd a second time. Uh, so speaking but, yeah. of
0: the Braves, uh, Mike Soroka's out for 8-12 months after t- completely tearing his
1: Achilles. Yeah, this really sucked. I was watching this game. Um, basically, Soroka was going to cover first base. He, he didn't even took get a s- there right he step. was going to yeah he was taking a step he went to push off and his push-off foot went completely flat-footed and you could tell you like you could tell just from watching it it was like ooh, that's an achilles
0: like you saw like they played i, I hate when people do this but also gives us a lot of information like they played it in slow motion and even though he had those slightly baggy baseball pants on you could see the ripple go up his calf, uh, and you're like, "Oh I yeah, that. that's an Achilles." Oh god, uh, I oh.
1: hate that. Oh, man. they did that with Kevin. They did that when Kevin Durant hurt his calf they a while back. They did that when back. Adam uh, Eaton
0: got hurt a couple years ago. Uh, Jim really blew uh, his knee out. Um,
1: gives me the willies. It does. I don't need. I, I don't need to see tension snapping in real time, guys.
0: Yeah, I do. I do want to wish him well. He's a really good young pitcher. It sucks to see this happen.
1: He seems like the second coming of like he seems like a righty Tom Glavine, and uh, it's really it's really sad to you know that he went down like this.
0: Yeah. Um. Speaking of going pitchers that are good going down, Otani's out for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Well, the pitching half of Otani is out for the foreseeable future. He is actually day to day as a DH. Which is the the weird thing about Otani. It's like, he's not out-out, but he can't pitch. So uh, I, he... I hate
0: to say I called this, but I absolutely called this. When he came off the Tommy John surgery, and they said they were having DH last year before he came back as a pitcher, I was like, he's going to over-adjust hitting-wise because of the muscle in the surgery and is going to weaken something else when he comes back and finally starts pitching again. Like that was yeah, my first I mean, thought when they they played him last year.
1: I, I I I don't like that line of thinking because he's such a unique specimen, and the whole trying to be an ace starter while also hitting is such a unique situation. Like no one no one else in the league has that kind of stress on their body and arm. Yeah. So it's it's. But so it's basically because it, of that it, that, it, that
0: they needed to protect him more last year, and not bad him. Yeah. As much as they did.
1: Yeah, I mean the the common theory is that, you know, hitting doesn't affect the same muscles as pitching, so it seemed safe, but now, you know, the question is always going to be exactly that. Did I, they push him I too al- hard?
0: I also I also think it's over. I think he's gonna be a batter now, too.
1: Could be. Uh I, I think it would be fun if he was like a closer slash hitter.
0: Yeah, that'd be good too, but when would he warm up?
1: Uh I mean if you if you've got the lead, you know? Got the lead, sub out your DH and have him go warm up. I don't I I don't know, man. I'm not the angels. I don't have to figure it out. I just want it to happen. Yeah. That would that would be interesting. Madden will too. figure it out.
0: Yeah. Joe Madden. Madden will
1: figure out how to butcher that.
0: Man will yeah, Madden will figure something out. Um uh, We had a bunch of other injuries. We already talked about Madrigal going on the 10 day. Ozzie Albies for Atlanta also on the 10 day.
1: Ozzie Albies actually so Ozzie Albies is a switch hitter, if you're not aware. And he took an at bat against a lefty as a lefty after complaining about like a week of wrist soreness it is insane to me that they let this can asset we, can and we... it's weird i know i don't like calling a player an asset but like they have so much tied up in him and they yeah, he's they let so it hurt like he's so hurt that they had to have him hit the other way and he's still playing are you out of your mind
0: can we, can we start Lowell braves now
1: Oh, god uh, well i uh for this is a uh, this is an old Amazing Avenue thing, which is a Mets blog. They are the Barbs.
0: The Barbs. The
1: little barbs. barbs.
0: Little Barbs.
1: Hello, little Barbs. And,
0: and they're back apparently with this situation. I heard it was. Yeah. I heard he played through it, but I didn't realize it was that bad.
1: Yeah. Yikes. So the Braves the Braves are eight and four, but now they are down Hamels. They're down Felix Hernandez. They're down Ozzy Albie's. They're down, down Soroka. Polanovich, and so, so like that's a lot of that's and, a lot of production that they're down.
0: And Swanson's day to day, and still playing, basically because they can't afford to have him go on the IL.
1: And Matt Matt Adams is now out also. Yeah. Uh, Matt Adams, who the Mets cut, and now only hits against the Mets.
0: Apparently, of course, of course,
1: of course. Um, we we had some other uh, injuries ranging from minor to more important. Uh, the Houston pitching staff continues to just get ravaged. Yes, very lost in Berlander. Now they're down to They're down Osuna. Um, I think Presley is a little bit hurt right now. Um Presley Urquidy, started to
0: are hurt too.
1: Yeah. Erkitty is still not back from suspected COVID. I don't think we ever actually heard what that was. No. No. But um, they said they were they at, said
0: they were going to try and slowly ramp him up too. So I wonder if he's working with the alt site team to get back into
1: Yeah, could be. They still don't have Jordan Alvarez back either. So, uh it's no surprise that Houston is currently not in first place. Uh they were prob- hey. they were possibly the most talented team. Yeah. <laughs> good 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 prediction predicting that the entirety of Houston would be injured. But uh so yeah, Houston is like uh, they're behind Oakland right now. They're still doing okay Arizona. because again, There was a
0: rash of pitching injuries Mm -hmm. because uh, Tanaka's also down. Rich Hill's also down. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Mitch Keller, Nick Birdie. uh, Kirby Kirby
0: Yates, but we knew that last week.
1: Jose LeClerc.
0: Uh, Jose LeClerc. uh, uh, Cannell for the Yankees had Tommy
1: John surgery. Tommy Canely. It's Canely? Canely. Looked it up.
0: It's okay. Canely had Tommy John surgery like yesterday or today. Like, I honestly think this might actually be because they had to ramp players a second time.
1: Yeah. Like, everyone predicted that there would be more injuries, and this that is has ridiculous.
0: borne out. This is ridiculous.
1: I mean, there's already a lot of injuries in baseball. So, more than a lot is, oh my God, there's so many injuries. Um, El, uh, Lorenzo Kane opted out. Yes um no one really saw that one coming uh so this was after the this was well, after the Cardinals and the Marlins I, had their stuff I
0: also don't blame him because there was like six oh, hours no. until first pitch in the Cardinal series and they hadn't canceled the game so
1: yeah I don't blame him one and bit now Lorenzo Kane is probably washed but he had a strong start to the season and then uh, opted out
0: more more b- yeah. it benefits Victor Robles actually winning the gold glove when he's supposed to <laughs> so i'll I'll take it yeah
1: all um, right. So there was a there was another opt out also, and let, we'll get to, we'll bri- get to that bri- to bri- the
0: last. We'll do that last in the lol Met section.
1: Well, I, so, do we have any more injuries to cover? I think that was it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins here for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you guys on a journey. Uh, the Mets last week was just an utter shit show. So. We always have LOL Mets, right? It's a yeah. meme for a reason. Yeah. But this past week, it's like they realized, like, oh my god, we only have sixty games to get an entire year of LOL Mets in. Is
0: he is he gonna use all three f bombs in one segment?
1: No, no, I no, got Gonna try, gonna try to stay f bomb free. We used a lot last week. We uh, so <laughs> that's like our yearly allotment. But no anchor like to so, individually tag episodes. We're fine. So the Mets. Traded for Billy Hamilton. And they then, actually
0: gave up an asset for Billy Hamilton.
1: Right. They gave, they gave up a actual numbered prospect for Billy Hamilton, which is just a whole, th- like, why, why do you do that? He, he was free like a month ago, <laughs> whatever. So they, they did that. And that's after they gave up assets to get um, Mariznick and assets to get, you know, they, they seem to like giving up relevant prospects for defensive replacements, whatever. Good job, Brody. And by good job, I mean really not good job. Uh so they trade for Billy Hamilton. Immediately after trading for Billy Hamilton, same day, within hours, they put out a report. Yoannis Cespedes is missing. Like but he, he has not sh-
0: But he wasn't <laughs> but, actually missing.
1: He hasn't shown up for the game. And they're like, shortly after that, they're like, oh, oh god, we're not concerned for his safety. He's just missing. So shortly after that, we hear, oh, he's opting out
0: by the way, I don't know who it was. It was either Conforto or Nimmo, who apparently talks to Suspedes and they text each other. And he apparently texted him, the night before this happened, I texted my agent, I'm opting out of the season. So the players knew, the Mets either didn't get the memo or Brody didn't check his email that morning or something. And they put this out to try and spin the court of public opinion against the Spedis. It's like, what are you doing here?
1: This is, this is standard Mets playbook. This is what they do every time a player is on the way out. Like this is, this is just, this is just what they do. They always have to, they always have to win like it, you know, in the public's eye. So, Cespedes opted out he's got he's got a vulnerable family member and you know it's been a pretty embarrassing season for him on the field he had that opening day home run which was awesome it was awesome to watch it must have been awesome for him but since that day he's been pretty abysmal he's swinging and missing at everything he does he seems like a shell of himself if we're being honest yeah so I'm sure that factored into the decision you know, if, if he was hitting four hundred with a few dingers, I doubt he makes the call. And the Mets have been kind of embarrassing on the field as well. Uh, I'm sure that factored in. So Cespedes opts out. Yeah. We've got a disconnect between Cespedes, his teammates, the front office, the media. Uh the Mets did their standard setting the player on fire on his way out. And it's it was just a really, really bad look, cause it it and we all like no one even so Brody said that he was doing this in an effort to maintain transparency, and that is a nice thought. But it looks terrible because the Mets have done this so many times previously, even if it was well intentioned. If he legitimately didn't know, it looks terrible, and the fact that he didn't know also looks terrible. Like, yeah, they said they sent security to his room and found it empty in the middle of the night, yeah, like. It's just a wild situation. Huge disconnect but th- there.
0: It, it, does, it and it's like, yeah, we have to win in the eyes of the public, and then they do that, and everybody's just like, "Why are you doing this to the guy we like the most since he came over from Cuba?"
1: Like, rumor ha- rumor has it he actually ran into a wild hog, and the wild hog uh, injured him, and that's why he had to opt out.
0: Oh, uh, okay, that makes way more sense.
1: Uh, so all right, so that wasn't all. There's it's been a week. more. <laughs> but wait. So we finally, finally, finally got a diagnosis on Jed Lowry's injury, which has been a mystery for a year and a half. Uh, They called it PCL laxity, which is based, like, from what I've read on it, it sounds like he's got, like, a loose ligament in his knee. And that's why he's only been able to play in a brace for the past, you know, however long. And it's just insane to me that it's taken them a year and a half to diagnose this and treat it. Mm -hmm. But that, he's he you know he's he's back on the DL.
0: That can be very hard to diagnose. I know that. Yeah, uh, apparently. But you imagine an, uh, an athlete; you would figure they'd be able to find yeah. it out. Also led to what was shockingly not the douchiest John Heyman tweet of the week.
1: Uh, yeah, how do you choose, really? Yeah, that the he's one about like calling in the
0: Cal Ripken of the DL. I'm like Jesus, John.
1: Yeah, uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, a, a lot of. Dumb. negativity leveled at uh, Heyman and Nightingale this week.
0: Dude, John 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 did it oh, brought about him itself. Brought brought it on oh, himself. Yeah. There we go.
1: Oh, they both do. But yeah. uh, so Lowry is back on the DL for the year and that means that he will have played or not played two years for the Mets, collected about 20 million dollars and gotten about like it was like five at bats last year, which is <laughs> awesome.
0: That is so he was Mets, in though. Yeah,
1: he was an injury prone player. He had a healthy year. The Mets signed him and, he, and he's been hurt for the entirety of the contract, which is awesome. It's so
0: bad. I think he's played so little that I think his top's card art is just him in an Athletics uniform they've recolored.
1: His his car his baseball card is the Twitter egg. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So that sounds about right.
1: That is not all. So oh, in no. one day, in one day Uh, not not yesterday it was Monday in one day Robbie Cano wound up on the DL Uh, I I typed Lowry into the notes it's not Lowry Jeff McNeil uh, pulled an intercostal muscle which is uh, the muscles in between your ribs so they called it a lower back injury and then uh, you know changed it to an intercostal injury afterwards but McNeil got scratched with an intercostal injury Rosario got pulled mid-game and it's just like suddenly we're down our second baseman, shortstop, and third baseman in the span of like three hours. But you had uh, like,
0: what's his name called up, who I really like,
1: Andres, Andres Jimenez. Yes, I really looks, like him. He yeah, looks good. He looks good. So uh, in recent in in recent years, uh, Luis Guillerme was supposedly our you know average hitting defensive replacement. And uh, he has not panned out at all. And Jimenez looks like everything Giorme was built to be. It's nice. He's hitting 300. He's got a couple stolen bases. He's playing good defense. He's 21. Yeah. Fresh out of double A, looks like a literal child.
0: I I hate I and I hate to say this, but with the Braves pitching, even though it is three or four years younger than the Nat starting pitching, it's still an older rotation. That window with those starters. Their big two, once Guards back, is closing. They mm-hmm. they have to call guys like this up and see what they have now.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with what we've gotten out of Jimenez so far. He doesn't hit the ball hard. So um if he's go like the other uh, yesterday's game, there was a ball off the bat that I was like, oh, that's a tank. And uh it made it about 250 feet. And then I looked at uh, Baseball Savant, and it was like 83 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's about right. That's what we're getting from Jimenez. Uh, yeah. Singles, and that's about it. Maybe gap power if we're lucky. Dude, he so, hits,
0: hit, that Future Stars card hits tanks for me in MLB this show. I, I, yeah, yeah, his
1: Future Star card is fun. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's all we've got for Metsland until next week.
0: Two days. Uh, next are, time. They, they are Molesky. currently yeah
1: they're currently four and eight and uh they're they're beating the nationals at the moment they but i'm won. sure they'll find a way to blow that oh, hey 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 five we are five and eight
0: it took it took Por. it took Porcello pitching seven innings and seth lugo pitching two but they did it
1: i'm so so proud of you Porcello. congrats on your one good game for the year
0: 2016 Porcello came back for a one night only performance
1: yeah so believe uh, it or not
0: we- that we're not done yet though we have we have surprises and disappointments for week two for MLB.
1: Yeah, we're going uh, we're we're getting we we actually ran a bit long on that other stuff, so we're gonna we we're gonna blow through this. We're gonna we're gonna go lightning round. I was so, planning
0: on doing that anyway. Um, all right,
1: so let's go surprises. What kind of pitching surprises have we seen so DeGrom far?
0: Degrom is somehow throwing harder and faster. Degrom hit one hundred and one. That is nuts. Uh. That is insane. Shane Bieber's going for a 70-year-old baseball record in his next start.
1: He is striking out everyone.
0: Yeah. I think it's time. Be- I think it will tie him Be- with like James Vandermeer and Nolan Ryan if he strikes out eleven batters in his next start. It's Shane ridiculous. Bieber is striking
1: out fourteen point five batters per nine innings.
0: Um Nick that's, Ca- that's good. Uh moving on to batters. Nick Castellanos for the Reds is as advertised, if not better.
1: Castellanos the second he left Detroit it was like it was like someone lit a fire it's like oh my God I'm out of America and he's just oh my nostrils. God These I'm on a good team.
0: um yeah Luis, he's got six home runs already Luis Robert uh, as I have learned it's just pronounced phonetically um is better than advertised.
1: Yeah, he's like second in the league in WAR right now. Which you know, early yes. season defensive metrics are always going to be wonky, and that contributes oh, to WAR. I,
0: I'm skipping. I'm skipping three down for lightning round. He's second in WAR in baseball to Yastrzemski on the Giants.
1: Mike effing Yastrzemski, who last year was a pleasant surprise, and this year it's has just... used ha, like he's more patient than ever, and has is you know using that as a springboard to it, he it's, hit it's... two shots into the bay in one game which i don't think anyone has done since bonds i don't think harper Har- Oh, harper did it he did two
0: solo home runs into the bay in a playoff game all right they lost the game though so yeah um his his grandfather's possessing him that's clearly what is going on here
1: clearly triple crown incoming for mike Ostremsky. yep
0: uh, uh the rockies are good and have good pitching
1: yes Germán marquez is another pitching surprise He's been out of his mind. Which he's done this once before. So the talent is there. Usually he only pitches really well outside of Colorado, but he's doing it, you know, everywhere this year. Yeah. So, well, um, Kyle Freeland seems to be back. The Rockies are sixth in the league in ERA. The Rockies haven't
0: they no. only played like four home games though so far,
1: or three home games? But we always knew that there was going to be small sample shenanigans this year. That's but true. But if you if you told me that the Rockies were going to be a good pitching team, even after only like ten games, I'd be like, "You're out of your mind." Hey, but here we they're are doing it. And apparently, the FIP, and,
0: and apparently, the FIP supports the ERA too.
1: Yes. Um. So the Rockies are like one of the top teams in the league in BABIP allowed right now. So they are. Uh, there is a little bit of luck involved, but. You know the the it, luck doesn't matter when a small sample size. Like that, like I mean, it matters in the long term outlook. But all that matters right now is results, and they are getting results.
0: Yeah. So, um, the it, Rockies uh, are eight and two.
1: They're I ahead know, of the Dodgers by a No,
0: this is nuts. I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think that would happen. I thought they'd be good, something, but I didn't think that would some, happen.
1: Something that I thought would happen. The Padres are seven and four. They are right behind both of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. The playoffs are gonna be if we get there are gonna be nuts, man. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for that.
1: I just I just want to plug myself here. Well wow, that's gross. Don't that uh, maybe we should, <laughs> cut, <laughs> no, we, we, that should standard. we should probably that's standard. cut that phrase maybe. Uh I, I I'm going to pat myself on the back here. That's a better phrase. Uh <laughs> yeah. for Fernando Tatis Jr. is top like eight in the league in war right now, and the Padres are in playoff position. And my predictions are looking good right now. I just need to Tatis to keep it up and uh you know so Trent Grisham is another shocking uh producer so far him and Tatis are both in the top 10 in the league in WAR. oh yeah like the whole league not just the NL like among batters they are both you know uh, doing really well Uh, and Grisham was
0: the Padres should send a thank you letter to the Nats for making Milwaukee trade Grisham
1: yeah seriously like that that play that he made in the uh or didn't make in the playoffs uh kind of led to him led him here yeah So uh yeah, and I mean we've had some major 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 disappointments. So we've got the Mets are five and eight team wise, and that is absolutely gross. like uh, I did not exp- I, you know I I thought that they might disappoint me but not quite so badly. Um, the Brewers are off to a rough start. The Diamondbacks are off to a rough start the angels and Rangers are looking bad in the AL West and Boston is worse than we could have ever guessed. Yeah. So Boston, Boston had a series against the Mets and they like in back-to-back games, they started Jeff Osich and Matt Hall what? and Ryan Weber. Good God. The And if you're going right now, who that is the correct response. It's like the the rotate quote. I want to put this in quotes. The rotation that Boston is using right now is disgusting.
0: Oh, I also forgot what what two games the two game series starts tonight is Padres and Dodgers. That could go a long way to determining who's going to shake out in that division because the Dodgers could be third at the end of the series easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously oh, the games now the games now matter just as much in the standings as the games later. So I don't want to put too much stock in early game series. But uh yeah, it's it's uh, the, these early games are just wild. Killer. They're and-
0: going to be killer at down the stretch. Um do you want to talk about Judge going Judge- off?
1: Aaron Judge has 7 home runs already.
0: I think whoever set the over-under on the betting for 16 home runs in the season made a really bad tactical error.
1: Yeah, Judge is going to have that like by the end of August at yeah. this rate. Um, and then on the flip side, we've got a mountain of disappointments. We do.
0: It's so bad. Acuna,
1: Acuna is – well, I, he's starting he's, to come around. He
0: got he got three singles today or something in five at-bats. Yeah.
1: I, he got to play the Mets, and that helped. Um, but Kristen Yelich, awful. Negative for war. Alonso has been atrocious.
0: Oh, F- um, FP actually diagnosed what was wrong with him tonight on the broadcast with video clips when they came back from an inning break, and it was pretty interesting on Alonzo. So they showed last year when well, he hit a home run against the Nats is he was keeping his front shoulder still, which was keeping his head level, and he's moving that front shoulder early, and so his head's dipping.
1: Oh, yeah, she's flying open. That yep. makes sense. But uh, I-, I thought it might have been the blindfold he was wearing.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, he drew but a walk that, that, tonight. B- he looked really good.
1: That makes sense, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, Cunha was terrible. Uh, Lindor was kind of underwhelming. Lindor's grounded uh, into like,
0: two double plays tonight against Cincinnati already yep. in, like, four weeks.
1: Ozzie is Al- atrocious. Uh, Josh Bell, really bad. Fran Mill Reyes... But All these guys that we thought were going to produce.
0: I think we put a lot of stake in Fran Mill producing when we didn't know if he was that player yet or not. And Albies, I would chalk up to that injury if he was playing hurt, too.
1: Well, Fran Mill, like, the one thing you can point to with Fran Mill that you know is always going to be there is the power. And He's slugging 282. What? Eugenio Suarez finally hit his first home run yesterday. He's also been atrocious. Yeah. Labor Torres has been really bad. Rafael Devers has been really bad. Lots, Lots and lots of guys. Now, Again, this is one of those things where if these guys had these 40 at bat stretches in, you know, in July of a full season, no one would blink, but this is really important right now. Like this is a 10th, like we're past a 10th of the season, you know, we're 10 games into a 60 game year and these guys are really, really scuffling and that's going to make a huge impact on their end of the season lines. And you know, people tend to overreact to things You know even if they know better so you know if if this early stretch leads to glaber torres hitting 250 for the year people are going to look at him a lot differently than if he hit 280 or 290 we're just not going to be able to help it
0: oh by the way apparently the marlins made another call up before tonight's game oh yeah they called up sterling sharp to start
1: oh yeah they needed a tight end Wait, I don't I actually don't know who that is.
0: Uh he was the Nats number eight prospect. He was twenty six years old and didn't really figure out anything besides the fastball, and so they let him go in the rule five draft uh, last year.
1: Yeah, uh so yesterday or or you know during the uh during the virus outbreak, they called up Monty Harrison, who if you again, this is another this is another fantasy call out. If you are a fantasy player, Monty Harrison, yes, major speedster. Yeah. Uh I, he hit next to uh, Lewis Brinson in the lineup, and they had matching overs, Although Harrison struck out three times, so I'm really hoping that that's not like emblematic of the future for him. But uh, yeah, he's really, really toolsy, and he's got yeah, an opportunity. Remember so. when
0: Lewis Brinson was such a sure thing? They traded Christian Yelich for him.
1: I, I think this year, I think this year the Marlins won the trade because uh, no matter how bad Brinson is, he's got to be better than Yelich right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's like negative point four for Yelich versus negative point one um so old, it's old, so old. gross uh any other any other surprises or disappointments you want to point out
1: um no no cool. i mean there there's more but i mean we we could spend all day talking about we the, the weirdness of a uh 40 game sample for everybody yeah it's true um i'm sure i'm sure you would love to point out the uh, the Astros' struggles
0: uh yeah um what's l2v batting right now 124th
1: Actually, uh, I think Altuve and Bregman both hit home runs yesterday, or Correa hit. Home. Like they're they're looking Correa, better. It
0: Correa off. came up the last three games, yeah. but yeah, they it were, started.
1: It started off pretty rough. They and were everyone was pointing to that.
0: They were 0 for twenty two with like fifteen strikeouts against the Dodgers series last weekend. It was. It was fine.
1: I spent, like, an entire week just all caps screaming in people's replies about small sample sizes, but no one wanted to listen to me, oddly. It's weird how that how it works on Twitter. Yeah, insane.
0: Um, do we want to talk about the one MLB, funny MLB The Show thing that happened today? Briefly, for, like, 30 seconds. Shoot. So, um, they've been warning people about this for two years, that if the stat boosting for stat collection programs continued... That they would eventually seek action and start suspending players. And the suspensions went down and they're for 45 days.
1: Frankly, I'm appalled that anyone would cheat. I can't believe that anyone would do that.
0: Is that your public stance?
1: <laughs> that's that's that is what that is all you're gonna get out of me regarding cheating at MLB the show. Man, dude,
0: I'm I'm actually worried I got hit because I had this guy go AFK in events and I hit like ten solo home runs in a row off it.
1: Sorry, 45 days. Yeah, save, I know. Save, See save you in a month and a half.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would I would literally break my desk in half and never buy another MLB The Show game if that happened.
1: Being I'm honest. Honestly, there, There is a part of me that is like, please ring me up for the cheating that I would never do. Please ring me up so that I can go play other games. So, so sick of this
0: shit. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of good games coming out too um, that makes me not want to play MLB The Show anymore. Um, but yeah, I think... I think it's a good thing. I think 45 days is a bit ridiculous. I would have done 30, but if there are repeat offenders inside the system, I get it.
1: If you ban someone for 45 days from a baseball game on August 5th, you have just ended their year on that game. They're not coming back. Oh, yeah.
0: I think they did that intentionally, to be honest.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: I You know, if you cheat, you deserve it. Especially yep, with the people yep. who, like, were doing, what was it, Bellinger was in an hour... Something unlocked Prestige Bellinger in an hour.
1: So I, I feel the same way about this that I feel about like speeding tickets. So like I'm, I'm from New Jersey where everyone drives 75 and every now and then a couple pull one of them over. And it's like, Oh, well I you got me today. You'll get some, you'll get someone different tomorrow. You're not going to get me two days in a row. So you know what, if I'm the guy that they pick out for not that I would ever cheat, I would never dream of it. Uh, if I'm the guy that they pick out, uh, you know what, whatever, man, you got me. Yeah, for not cheating that I would, yeah, ne- I would never do that
0: yeah I, I get it but oh no maybe hopefully it will stop it um but yeah I think I think that about wraps it up um I can't wait to see what major breaking MLB news comes out tomorrow because it seems to be the trend on these
1: uh it's gonna be within an hour
0: and within an hour you think
1: Pete Rose reinstated
0: he's calling his shot folks <laughs> that will never happen
1: Oh, you don't. Know, the the Max Scherzer came out of the game with an injury. You do not want breaking news in the next hour.
0: No, I actually they already announced what his injury
1: was. Oh, oh yeah. What, well.
0: well, we'll we'll wrap up with that really quick. Yeah, he uh he hurt his hamstring in the last inning of uh coming off the mound to cover first in the Blue Jay start, and it tightened up on him. Nah. But then it like loosened up yesterday, so he thought he was good to go, and then it was tightening him up in warm up. So they had Fetty warm up as a backup, and he couldn't oh. go after one inning.
1: Could, could have been a torn Achilles, really. Not too bad.
0: Yeah, not too bad. But he'll miss his next start, so it looks like they're going to uh, either spot start Voth or call up their top prospect.
1: Oh, he's going to miss a start? You mean like 8% of his season?
0: Yeah. This season is nuts.
1: That's weird.
0: Oh, man. All right, with that, anything else to add? Anything related? I don't, Or not unrelated? I don't care. Nope. Cool. Uh, Stay six feet apart, wear masks, stay safe, we'll see you all.